1: Did you know that indecision is costing you money? When employees get stuck in indecision loops, it can impact their work, the work of others, commitments to clients, and ultimately your bottom line. Give your employees access to coaching when they need to stop indecision loops and keep your business moving forward. Visit Grand Heron International dot ca slash podcast to learn about the grand heron plus program for corporations this podcast is part of the c-suite radio network turning the volume up on business
0: welcome to the keep leading podcast a podcast dedicated to promoting leadership development and sharing leadership insights. Here's your host, the Leadership Accelerator, Eddie Turner. Hello,
1: everyone. Welcome to the Keep Leading podcast, the podcast dedicated to leadership development and insights. I'm your host, Eddie Turner, the Leadership Accelerator. I work with leaders to accelerate performance and drive impact through the power of executive coaching, masterful facilitation, and motivational speaking. Are you the leader you want to be? All of us can improve as leaders. My guest today has created a framework that will help us. She says we need to develop our humanity. And bring that into our leadership. My guest today is Mumbid Kuar, and she has created a framework that will help us with human leadership. Mumbid Kuar is an executive coach and the author of Get Your Next Promotion and Are You the Leader You Want to Be, which was also nominated as one of the best five business books in 2019. Mumbid helps leaders achieve balanced and sustainable growth. Mumbi, welcome to the Keep Leading podcast.
2: Thank you, Eddie. Thank you so much for your kind words and the invitation. You are awesome. And for me as i said it's for me it's a fan moment i am a big fan of your work keep inspiring us
1: Oh well thank you you are so kind well i'm a big <laughs> fan of your work and that's why i invited you on the show I'm impressed huh. with the work that you're doing out there on the global stage. And I wanted to share it with my audience who may not have met you what you're doing and why your work matters. So can you share a little bit more about who you are and your fascinating
2: background? Yeah, sure. Happy to. Thank you, Eddie. So I started my career in, in a bank, actually. So I come from the business banking background. And uh, then I worked for uh, fintech organizations for a long time. So I have been a techno banker for a for long time. Ten years back in 2011, I started as an executive coach. Why? I saw people had the intention to do good work. People had the intention to engage teams. People had the intention to do a lot of awesome work, actually, and the impact they wanted to create. But they were not able to create the impact. There was, there was a gap between intention and impact. So I call it intention to impact journey. So that's what I do today. So my majority of my clients are tech leaders and most of the tech leaders get promoted because they have been doing some awesome work in the roles they have been into. But when they come into leadership roles, especially senior leadership roles, they really get stuck. You know, they are hyper-rationals, they are very smart people, high IQ people, and get stuck at uh, managing multiple teams, cross-cultural teams, communicating effectively, influencing people. So that's what I do, Eddie. So as an executive coach, I work with technology leaders and help them lead themselves and their team in the best possible, effective, and, and human way, because I feel leadership is very simple it's not that complicated so that's what I do Eddie and on the way I wrote two books are you the leader you want to be and get your next promotion books is a way to reach more people because as a coach I can only reach handful of people but as an author as a speaker I can reach multiple people more people
1: Very well said. Books allow you to reach more people and being a speaker lets you reach even more than that in many cases and becomes a vehicle for the book almost. So thank you for sharing that. And you also said something I I really like. You said you work with people about moving from intention to impact. And you said it's a journey.
2: Yeah.
1: Tell me more about that.
2: See, The foundation of any successful organization is um, collective will of people. And most of the times, what I've observed, Daddy, that people have the will, but I'm talking about collective will, taking people along, aligning them to the strategy of the organization, strategy of team. So all that is very much important. So now if we look where we are as as a whole globe after COVID, Before COVID also, it was a fast-paced world we were living in. Change was anyways the only constant we had. We knew that already, but COVID made it more visible. COVID shows us very clearly that if we don't have engaged teams, it's impossible to produce results. So that's what I'm saying. Intention is always there. Nobody gets gets out of the bed and say that I'm not going to engage my team. Rather, it's the opposite. Most of the people want to do good work, want to engage people, want to produce results, but still struggle to do that. So when I'm saying the impact, there is an intention most of the times, either it's hidden or it's very clear, but when they want to create an impact, they don't know what to do because mm-hmm. when they're on the job, it's like uh, normal time, priorities, everything takes over and people got get into conflicts. They have bad impression of each other. So, there are a lot of relationship problems, there are a lot of conversational issues, so that's what you know I say intention to impact impact is very important and by end of the day i i mean um, when we create impact, we know it, we know it in the, in our heart that we have created an impact, and this journey is is very is very fulfilling for every leader, for everyone who goes through this journey
1: yeah wonderful. And that is what led to the book that immediately when I saw it, my eyes lit up. Are you the leader you want to be? I yeah. absolutely love that title.
2: Yeah, yeah. So when I was working with this uh, technology teams, uh, I, I came across a lot of people, you know, as I said, you know, they wanted to create an impact and didn't know what to do. And in today's era, as I said, you know, ever-increasing ever-increasing pace, diversity of change. A lot of change is coming up on the way. And with COVID, it's all clear. Even, I mean, this book, of course, came before COVID, but I'm just relating it to today's era. So if people are not a collective unit, success is not possible. So to achieve it, leadership word, as a word, leadership, you will agree with me, Adi, that is glamorized in multiple ways, isn't it?
1: Yes, it is glamorized in many ways, yeah. in part because people have always attributed leadership to having a title, to being where you sit positionally in an organization. But yeah. more and more people are recognizing the work of Dr. Ron Heifetz and others that say, no, it's about influence and what you do in any area of an organization. Yeah,
2: yeah. And this world is glamorized you know, as you agree. And leaders feel motivated by attending some trainings, talks, motivational speaks, which is good. But when they're back on the job, they are the same. They don't know what to do. That's the reason this book came. That's where I created Human Leadership Framework. It's a simple framework which reminds people that you are human and you're working with another human. So simple human to human things Work the best to engage and take your teams along. That's why the title is Are You the Leader You Want to Be? It's not somebody else who, it's kind of, I always say, make sure you're not chasing somebody else's goals. You're chasing your goals. You're working on your style of leadership. You create your own style of leadership. So that's what this book is all about.
1: How does someone create their own style of leadership? So
2: there are three things, they're the pillars. You know, I, I will relate this to human leadership, uh, Eddie. Would that be okay? Absolutely. Yeah. So there are three things, basically. Awareness, relationships, conversations, which are the pillars of this framework, where you actually create your own style. So there are five parts of human leadership. The first is heed yourself. Become more aware about yourself, who you are. That's where Adi the whole creation of your own style starts with that's where that embodiment that who I am as a leader, what's my way of having conversation? You know, I'm not, I'm not copy pasting somebody else's way. Who am I? Does my team trust me? So there are two ways, you know, one is to to be self-aware here. One is there is a list of questions which I have given in the, in the book also and in the framework, those questions, self-reflective questions make that journey objective for you. The second portion to it is taking feedback and understand that what is the perception of other people about you. So this is the this is a journey where you become more aware of yourself. That's the first part. Then you understand your team member. Once you understand you, once you know you, once you're more aligned with yourself, your being, then only you can understand other people. So there's again very detailed framework to understand that you go ahead and talk to your team. It's not only having those formal conversations, it's understanding their motivations, their aspirations, understanding them human to human. Then the third part is messaging, what kind of conversation you will have, how will you create relationships in your own style. Acknowledging, that's a fourth part of the framework. Everyone Even the different cultures have different ways of acknowledging. Even in one culture, we have different ways of acknowledging and appreciating. Some people would like to appreciate people in public. Some people may not. So here in acknowledging also, you are understanding your own style. You are understanding people's style and you are creating that, how would you acknowledge and appreciate your own team? And then the fifth part of the framework is nurturing, creating the leadership pipeline. Nurturing your people, developing them. You know, not only doing those formal IDPs. No, more than that, sit with them, understand. Once you do these five steps, you develop your own style of leadership, which is exactly your own, and you are embodying that style. That's what this framework do.
1: Okay. If a leader wants to lead in their own voice in their own style and not be like someone else, you're saying it's about human leadership and that the human leadership is your five-part framework of heed yourself, understand your team, messaging, acknowledging, and nurturing. And if people do this, they form a leadership both at the individual level and at the organizational level that is unique. Yeah,
2: yeah, absolutely. And they're authentic. You know, it's authentic leadership also. They're authentic to themselves. They're authentic to their teams.
1: Authentic to themselves and authentic to their teams. We need more authentic leadership in the world today.
2: Yeah.
1: I'm talking to Munbid Kuar. We're talking about human leadership. We'll have more with Mumbid right after this.
0: This podcast is sponsored by Eddie Turner, LLC. Organizations who need to accelerate the development of their leaders call Eddie Turner, the leadership accelerator. Eddie works with leaders to accelerate performance and drive impact. Call Eddie Turner to help your leaders one-on-one as their coach or to inspire them as a group through the power of facilitation or a keynote address. Visit EddieTurnerLLC.com to learn more.
1: This is Simon T. Bailey, author, and you're listening to the Keep Leading Podcast with Eddie Turner. We're back, everyone. I am talking to Mungbid Kuar. She is an executive coach, an author, and she is helping us to understand her latest work, Are You the Leader You Want to Be? And she's also the author of the best-selling book, get your next promotion. And so today we're talking about human leadership. Now, you gave us your five-step framework about human leadership before the break, Lumbi. Yeah. And in your work, you talk a lot about taking action. Why is that?
2: Good question, Hadi. Mean, there are three things associated with any change, any transformation whether it's at individual level, organization level. Those are awareness, doing, being. And I believe if you have awareness and you're not taking any action, you cannot embody it. You cannot bring it in your being. And most of the talks, trainings, programs, even reading books, they all create awareness. In today's knowledge economy, we have a lot of knowledge, we have awareness. And many times what gets missed is action action and action. Maya Angelou says, nothing will work unless you do. Mm -hmm. For example, many of my hyper-rational clients, I work with those techies, very smart people, high IQ. They understand everything, but they intellectualize concepts. They intellectualize the whole thing. Intellectualization is easy. Taking action is where all the discomfort is. That's, That's where when you face the fears, fear of failure, and all the fears. It's all about taking action, making that small progress.
1: Taking action is where the fear is, but also where the results are, right?
2: Yeah, absolutely, you said it.
1: What's your experience with getting leaders to take action?
2: Ah, so that's what, you know, that's where the whole dilemma is. It's very easy to understand and talk about things, as I said. My experience is people want to, but taking action is changing something inside, deep, deep inside you. And that takes a lot of effort. That takes effort, which not only comes from your rational brain, it comes from the other side of the brain also. So that's, that's an effort. That's going out of your comfort zone. So my experience is people have desire, but action many times gets a miss. So my whole thing is to motivate people, rather I say not only motivate people, get them to action. Yeah, action becomes sometimes difficult, Eddie, but yes, that's that's what I do as a coach.
1: (laughs) Wonderful. That's part of our work as coaches, indeed.
2: Absolutely.
1: You wrote a fascinating article in the Harvard Business Review that I also wanted to ask you about. I saw this title and here's another title of yours that just made my eyes pop. Want stronger relationships at work? Change (laughs) the way you listen. I thought that was fascinating and it made me take notice because we talk about listening a lot in in our work as coaches, but it really is the secret to having better relationships. And I like how you encapsulated it. Can you tell us about what you wrote there?
2: So that article is based on uh, Judith Glaser's work, CIQ, Conversational Intelligence. You're aware of Judith's work, Eddie?
1: Yes, she's a legend in our field.
2: Yeah, yeah. So I am a Conversational Intelligence uh, certified practitioner also. So I am a big fan of Judith's work. So what Judith says is that we take 0.07 seconds to decide whether we are going to trust the other person or not. 0.07 seconds. Wow. Isn't it too fast, right? So that's, that's how much time we have when we are engaging with people, engaging with our teams. So your intention really matters a lot. Your listening really matters a lot. What happens is when people have conversations, they are just waiting the other person to finish. And they already have made up their mind that this is how I'm going to respond. Okay, this person have said this yesterday's meeting, yesterday's PPT. Okay, I have the defense. I have the, I I, I have the answer. Maybe the feedback session. Uh, when somebody start defending the feedback, the manager also start defending the defend. So it goes on on on. The message doesn't land properly. So listening is is the key to have any good conversation. And good conversations is the key to have good relationships. So that's the crux of that article, Adine.
1: I like the concept and I like what you wrote there. And obviously, others do too. It's no small uh, accomplishment to get an article to the Harvard Business Review. So, ah. congratulations on that. And I'm looking forward to the next one that I understand is in the works.
2: Thank you so much, Eddie. Thank you so much. Hopefully, let's see.
1: All right. Well, we're going to stay tuned and the Keep Leading podcast audience will be cheering for you and uh, waiting to read that. When we think about the work that you're doing in the leadership space as a coach and through your your books and your articles, Mm -hmm. I can only imagine all that you've learned. What's the most important lesson that you've learned personally about leading as a leader?
2: I guess i would say the most important lesson for me before i say that you know let me rewind 10 years back 15 years back when i was in corporate doing business roles i was not the same i had i had issues with uh, creating relationships nurturing relationship with people having good conversations growing up in the ladder growing up in organizations so I had all those issues. I faced all those challenges which everyone face, faces in, in a corporate life. Why I'm sharing that is I have been there. I have seen the pain and I see what was missing. Many things were missing, but one major thing is self-awareness, Adi. That is the core of leadership of any role, even as a parent, you know, I'm just relating it to any role. Self-awareness is the key. And who can help anybody get better self-awareness than a coach? Right? You agree with me?
1: Uh, 100%. Yeah,
2: yeah. So self-awareness, I guess, you know, if I, if I would like to change anything in my life 20 years back, 15 years back, and do that corporate role again, that is one thing I would love to change. And that is a lesson I would love to share with your audience here. Self-awareness.
1: Thank you for your willingness to be vulnerable and and share uh, that lesson that you've learned about leadership yourself. And I think that we all can relate and it's been a while since I've been inside of a corporation (laughs) (laughs) as well, but that's, uh, that's something I think many people would, would probably say if they had to do over again, that they were not as self-aware as they could have been sooner and that there's things that they would do different. So Now you've learned those lessons and you're helping others to make the adjustment so that they can lessen the regrets and learn faster and do it better. Yeah. Fantastic. How would you summarize our conversation today?
2: So um, I guess I'll again start from, you know, couple of things, self-awareness and taking action. When you are aware, as I said, in this knowledge economy, knowledge is on our fingertips. We can go and study, we can read HBR articles, any other articles. We have everything, TED Talks, podcast, and a lot of good conversation. TED, Eddie, you are doing some good work in this industry. So a <laughs> lot of these conversations create an insight for people. One, two, whatever. They bring an awareness, but two, take action. Awareness, action, combination because when you take action you will always not be successful most of the times you will go and fail and that's okay awareness action and fail fail on it that's that's absolutely fine accept those failures go back you're more aware now this is loop awareness action failure go back loop and success success i sincerely feel that you know all failures are basically success so action is very important to me
1: Self-awareness, and not enough just to be self-aware, but to take action. Yeah. Very nice. Is there a piece of advice or a quote that you use that helps you keep leading?
2: Long time back, one of my managers, and I owe a lot to her. She taught me a lot in, a, in the fintech company, one of the fintech companies I work for. So she said, you know, you should have the wisdom to see, to decide when to speak, when not to speak. And I think I didn't understand that advice that point of time in detail. Now, in hindsight, I think the wisdom was in the art of conversations, art of having a good conversation, which is a combination of speaking and listening. When she said when to speak, when not to speak, in the hindsight, I'm sure she meant that good combination of speaking and listening is the key it's an art to respond not to react i guess she might be seeing might have seen me reacting not responding so i think i could make more sense of that one sentence now than than ever than then it was given actually speaking <laughs> so i think i spoke about listening how listening is important i think that's what she was mentioning too the combination of speaking and listening, right combination, and uh, where to use. And that comes with practice, I guess, Adie. That's another thing. Again, going back to action. When you understand that, okay, I need a combination of speaking and listening. When you go on the field, go on your seat, in your cabin, in the meetings, you practice that. And then you come back with more awareness. So that's what I'm referring to. I'm just relating it to earlier part, which I said.
1: Well, that makes sense. And that is really good advice and sage wisdom that your manager shared with you, deciding when to speak up and when not to.
2: Yeah.
1: Mumbeed, I have really enjoyed our conversation today. And I'm so grateful that you joined me on the Keep Leading podcast. Where can my listeners learn more about you?
2: So I am on LinkedIn. The good way to connect with me is on LinkedIn. And my website is another good way to reach me out, uh, which is com. And you can sign up for my newsletter on my website. And believe me, I won't spam you. And believe me, you'll get all the good information, which will push you, nudge you to action. So I'm on other social media handles also, Twitter, Instagram, with the name Buzz so feel free to connect with me. We'll be happy to listen from you.
1: Wonderful. Thank you for sharing. And I'm going to encourage all my podcast listeners to connect with Munbeed. Follow her, go to her website, and grab one of her books. Fantastic work that she's putting out here into the world for us to consume. And uh, check out her HBR articles as well. I am so happy to have you as a guest. Thank you for being with us on the Keep Leading Podcast.
2: Thank you so much, Eddie. It has been my privilege to be here with you today. Thank you so much. And you are a wonderful host.
1: Thank you. And thank you for listening. That concludes this episode, everyone. I'm Eddie Turner, the Leadership Accelerator, reminding you that leadership is not about our title or our position. Leadership is an activity. Leadership is action. It's not the case of once a leader, always a leader. It's not a garment we put on and take off. We must be a leader at our core and allow it to emanate in all we do. So, whatever you're doing, always keep leading.
0: Thank you for listening to your host, Eddie Turner, on the Keep Leading podcast. Please remember to subscribe to the Keep Leading podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen. For more information about Eddie Turner's work, please visit eddieturnerllc.com.
1: Thank you for listening to C-Suite Radio, turning the volume up on business.